0: In this episode we will be talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. So if you haven't seen this movie, <laughs> ha ha <laughs> shh, 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 shh. I'm trying to do a promo. And this is a or a warning yeah, I know. or an intro. A spoiler alert. Spoilers.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, wolves. Neil and David Productions, which is not a real production company because we haven't come up with one yet, <laughs> presents to you the newest episode. Hello, everybody. My name is Neil. This is David.
1: Yep. And we are drinking. We are drinking whiskeys and talking Doctor Strange and happiness and philosophy and Aristotle probably will come up in here and um, Disney because. I felt like there was a lot of Disney vacation uh, in the Multiverse of Disc. Oh, cool! I got some Disney stuff to talk about before that. Good. Let's ju- let's do it. All Wait, right. what's this? Oh, this is uh, we are. D d d That's my son, Isaac. Shh, shh. We are drinking the, the um, Bushker. Bu- Bushker? Busker, 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 B U S K E R, Busker Irish whiskey. So this is Irish whiskey, I actually went. I intended on buying uh, some. Um, what's the Irish whiskey I like? Jameson. That's the one. I intended on buying some Jameson Black Label, um, but they were out. Like, Jameson Black Label currently is really hard to find, it, FYI. So if anybody wants to send us some Jameson Black Label, you can do so. Uh, just slide into my DMs, and I'll send you my address. <laughs> I'll send you Neil's address so you can stock him. Yes, and I will take it too. And I will take cheap whiskey if you love us yeah. and don't want to spend a lot. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll take that Jethro T. Boot stuff. Death yeah, Row, T-boots. <laughs> Found it at your local Walgreens. But I was interested in trying this one because uh, my Cibia. wife is a uh, big fan of the Irish Mules. Have you ever had an Irish Mule? Oh, no. It's, it's, it's essentially ginger beer with um, a good Irish whiskey and lime uh, over the rocks, and she, she loves them. And she loves them particularly probably because she likes Jam- Jameson, and I usually buy the black label because that's the best one. Uh, in my opinion, anyway. And then um, they didn't have any, so I tried this one. And it's, uh, uh, what do you think? Do you like it as you take a swig? It's not bad. It's got a little, like a tang to it. Not tang, I don't know. It kicks you in the tongue a little. Yeah. Well, that's because it's not, you know, $60. So... Ah. Is it <laughs> that that, was... The one we drank
0: last episode, was that $60? That sure was. Holy noise! We polished (laughs)
1: off about twenty-five, (laughs) fifty. Yeah, but that's uh, that's all right. So that's what we're drinking today. Um, Not as good as the uh, Tomatin that we were drinking, but um, but still pretty good. You know, it's whiskey. So, um, all right. So, uh, what what do you want to jump into? You want to jump into? Oh yeah. I
0: was gonna tell. Oh, I got a few stories.
1: All right. What's what's, we so one
0: of them? We went to Hector's house not too long ago. And uh, we had some cigars in the back yeah, And then uh, What's it called Henry was saying It's time to go home father In a nice way
1: So As Lisa David. said
0: Let's go I took the cigar cutter Cut off the end where it's all burned, So it's just kind of like You know And I said I'm going to travel with this And I'm going to take this home So I took it home. We put the kids to bed. Lisa's like, hey, you want to have something to drink and sit down in the the backyard? You can smoke the rest of your cigar. I'm like, that's nice. And so I smoked most of the cigar. Well, I didn't really. But I kept going out because it was like windy or something. So I lit it it like four times. And it's like, you know what? I don't need to smoke the rest of this. But while I was doing it, I was using this ashtray I have in my backyard. And I had this ashtray because my dad brought this ashtray to my backyard because he would smoke cigars at my house every so often when he'd come over, but now that my dad's gone and it's like I've had this ashtray here and he doesn't use it, well, obviously. And so I was like, "Oh, this is kind of neat that I have this ashtray and I could think of my dad with it," and it was kind of you know like a little touching and stuff. Oh, that's sweet. So that was a Saturday, and then I think. That Monday, it got super duper windy, and everything moved, and some stuff moved around, and somehow the ashtray fell off the refrigerator that I have in the backyard. It's fastened to a million
1: pieces. so sad. (laughs) Oh, man, that's messed up.
0: And it's so funny, too, because honestly, if it happened a week before, I would have been like, oh, that sucks, the ashtray broke. And I would have thrown it away. But because I had that little touching moment where I'm like, here I am smoking a cigar using my dad's ashtray. And it's like he left it so I could use it. And if I didn't have that touching moment, and then it's like, smash, F you, Neil.
1: (laughs) That's the thing about your feelings. And then I'm like...
0: (laughs) Then I almost wanted to cry because it's just like, <laughs> oh, here's that thing I was relating to my father with, and now it's gone. <laughs> so, so then sad. Lisa puts it, it's it's in her kitchen. It's, it Did was, you put it with,
1: with your dad? You should have put it with, with your dad on actually. the shelf. Yeah. <laughs>
0: no. Lisa, <laughs> uh, it's. I know. It's. She put it in a Ziploc bag and she's like, we can put it together and this and that. And I said, it really doesn't mean that much to me. But it's just when it finally kind of did, it's like, (laughs) F you. That's so sad. (laughs) I know, on the shelf. Yeah, I got a few other things on the shelf, so it's not obvious that my parents' boxes are there. But what I do have on that top shelf, I always have a flower that I keep. I usually steal it from Lisa, so I give Lisa flowers for Mother's Day every year. But I take one of them out and I give it to my mom. Oh. So I put it on the top shelf where she is there. So then, in a sense, it didn't, then you know throughout the year it's just this dried up flower. So I, I did that on Mother's Day. So I did that. But then the problem was I bought Lisa tulips, and the thing I didn't realize that the tulips would do, and so it like curled. <laughs> So it didn't just dry out, so it's like this flower that goes and curls and double backs on itself, and it looks so weird up there, and it's like, oh, it's like, it's so it stands out where usually all the flowers are on this top shelf, where it just kind of sits there, but, yeah, so someday I'll figure out burying them or something, yeah. but... Until
1: then, they got a nice shelf to sit on. So No, we have we have a, a plan for that. That's the legit plan. It's the Whitney burial plan, right? Because everybody's going to be on that shelf okay. until you have enough people that you can fit in one casket. And then just bury the casket? Just bury the one casket. You know
0: what? Because I've seen this stuff where they're like, here's a – you can get a plot and put one casket or two urns. And I'm like, F you. You can put 15 urns in this spot. Yeah, you I'll, sure can. You know I'm what? going for
1: the one casket. I'm going to fill that sucker with urns. Yeah, I know. I just got to
0: tell Henry's kids about this that's so they right. can
1: fit us all in there. <laughs> yeah, that's the way to do it because, like, it's uh, it's getting swindled by business right here with, with those yeah, fuel costs. Sheesh. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. And
0: honestly, I saved so much because I went to Simple Cremations. Shameless plug. Oh,
1: that's caramely. <laughs> that's, that's the flavor. Super. That's the flavor I heard. That is super caramely. So um, as I'm as I'm taking my first swig of this busker, as I was pretending to drink it earlier when I was still drinking the scotch. Uh, now I, <laughs> man, that's way caramely at the beginning and vanilla. Yeah, you definitely have that vanilla notes. It says soft soft vanilla notes, but I do not have a soft vanilla note. It definitely ends with that. You know, what, have you ever had the um, vanilla flavored coffee? Yeah, like without any creamer or sugar. Oh in. no, I've had vanilla creamer in my coffee. No, so yeah, so, um, so sometimes they'll sell like a vanilla flavored coffee. And then you taste that weird generic vanilla flavor. flavor. That's very much what I'm getting out of this I actually don't like this whiskey at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I'm gonna drink this, and then drink something else, and I'm drinking, and then I'm gonna drink something else. It's not that bad. So no, I, it's
0: it, it's it's okay. It's
1: it's legit sugar. So, um if you like sugar and mix with whiskey, up. you know what you know what you might be able to do with this um, now, I know you usually use like a bourbon for this, but you might be able to make it halfway decent old fashioned with the
0: bitters and stuff yes well, maybe. That,
1: that might be okay I, I might actually do that um, here in a minute but uh, be, uh, well, but I would not add a sugar cube if if you oh wanted, hell no. no if you wanted to do that with this one. Uh, do not add a sugar cube. Just do some bitters and uh, a twist of orange on it. And I think you, uh, I think that you might work
0: a... with this, especially the twist. I yeah, think that, the orange will work with this flavor. Right,
1: right. I think that might, <laughs> I might that. Let's go make one of these. I know I might actually. So in order to finish this thing, but uh, um, yeah, anyway, sorry. Where were we? Oh, I was just saying that I didn't pay for
0: funeral homes. I just went to the cremation place. <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: you're like emptying out your heart. I'm like, this whiskey is terrible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? But I was talking about this the other day, about or today, actually, or something, about on how when they put a, a, a pacemaker in my dad at the hospital once. I was telling a story about that whole deal, which I could tell another time. But I realized that when I did get his body cremated they charge me extra to get the cremate to get the pacemaker out so it doesn't explode or something when they burn it but then i just realized like can i isn't that like my pacemaker now like shouldn't i be able to get it and then i could sell it for scrap metal if not on the secondary market of well, that's, pace, for poor people's pacemakers?
1: That's or? some of the sketchy stuff that I wonder about because like uh, so – got to use that somehow. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, Jeevy, um, eh, for Let, – Let's not tell stories about this. i think thinking she's going to get in trouble.
0: No, I don't I
1: – I I no, 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 not her because whenever we were younger, she um, – before we had any kids, um, we, we had a lot of troubles getting pregnant and she ended up having a massive infection in her fallopian tube okay. and, and her um, – Her ovaries. And so she lost her right fallopian tube and ovary completely. It wasn't until, like, uh, you know, as I got older, I was, like, thinking. I was, like, hey, what the heck did they do with all those eggs? Because I'm, like, they're there, and they're worth a ton of money. So I'm, like. Because they're all in the ovary. So they never like showed us and said, hey, here's here's the – No, I would
0: be like, hey, you put that thing on ice and send that with me and I can sell these eggs. Because yeah. like women
1: say, oh, I donated my eggs. You didn't
0: donate them. You got like 12 grand for all those yeah. things. You.
1: Well that was my concern, is like is like did they actually take these eggs and sell them because they could make tons of money. It wasn't until like after the, the whole Planned it's Parenthood thing where or the, I can't remember the name of the guy where he exposed that they were selling these baby parts and stuff like that on the black market because they could. And I'm like, Oh, wait, wait a second. And I was like, I wonder if they've ever done that with stuff that I've you know, that that, that had lost and, Wow. Yeah.
0: We better clear what G V that you can I know tell we're, this part we're gonna of see. Story. I know.
1: We're going to see some some random Asian kids that look like GPO. <laughs> like,
0: huh, why does that boy look like
1: Gerald? <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
0: Dear baby, welcome to Jumpville. Population, you. A few things. One, I found a podcast I really like. Nice. It's called Disorder. Disorder? Yeah, what and I mean. what it is, Disorder. Disorder! Disorder! <laughs> disorder! started in 2017, so they've already completed their mission, and the idea is to do the Disney films in order, so they
1: start, and, and only the... Release order? Of course release order. I was like, I don't know, because there's like some things that take place before the thing... Nah, nah, screw you. Okay. No,
0: sorry. <laughs> there's a meme that I like to use, which is funny, because it's, it's a picture of Pete the retailer, who's the guy on the Star Wars Minute podcast. And it says always release order because that's his thing. Like, it you don't, makes more sense. Yeah. You don't watch Phantom Menace first. No. Now, here's the deal if you've already seen all the Star Wars a million times, you could start with Phantom Menace because you know all the stuff. Right. But you can't walk into things and then watch Phantom Menace and go to the thing and then watch Empire Strikes Back and then be like, oh, duh, it's his dad. I saw Padme giving birth in right. episode three. Spoilers alert. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But you gotta watch it the right way or you're like, oh, that joke didn't make sense. Oh, it does because I saw Return of the Jedi. But whatever. So so he always goes, always release order. So what's funny about the meme is is it's a meme about a podcast that's also an audio medium. So you don't know what Pete the Retailer looks like. And it's a podcast that nobody listens well, people listen to it, but not not it's not like millions of millions. Yeah, it's not like having a, a meme of Father uh, yeah. But it's also not like a meme of, you know, uh of I can't even think of anybody. I was going to say Star Joe Rogan. No, I was I was, uh, was going to use like <laughs> Star Wars but they do the Anakin memes or oh, something. Okay. But the fact is it's not something that everybody it's not a Kim Kardashian meme or something. You know that somebody knows. It's a it's a podcast that's kinda niche that's also audio, so even if you're into it, you might not know what the guy looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so I use that for everything where it's like, How do we do this? and la What if we're gonna watch the Marvel movies, always in release order? What if we're watching the James Bond movies, always in release order. What are we gonna do this? Always in release order. What if we're gonna listen to Beatles albums, always in release order? <laughs> like <laughs> that's like my answer to a lot of stuff. So I don't know I started Oh, the Disney Disorder. Yes. So they started and they talked about Snow White. And then they talked about Pinocchio, you know, and they went on and there. And I guess, and and I'm, you know, I just found it not too long ago, but they went all the way to Raya the Last Dragon. That wow! And then they started filling in things like Goofy movie, and and like I think they did Apple Dumpling. No, I don't think they did Apple Dumpling but they might have done like Blackbeard's Ghost or other weird Disney films. And they even did the Rocketeer and stuff like that. So they're just kind of filling in stuff. So. I think they'll probably do Encanto or something now because they never hit that one yet. But it's only – well, originally it was only Disney full-length animation, animated pictures from the Disney studios until they finished. And then they started putting in like Goofy Movie and stuff. So you wanna use like DuckTales, Treasure of the Lost Lamp or whatever. I loved that one. I saw that in the theater too.
1: <laughs> Did you really? I thought that was fantastic. I don't remember where I saw it, but I remember loving it.
0: I remember that I brushed my teeth before we went to the movies and Grandma bought me a lemonade and I'm like, this is terrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with this lemonade? Before I realized that you can't brush your teeth before you're drinking like lemonade or orange juice or something because it's awful. Yeah, it's If terrible. you ever do. Yeah. Um, So that's a cool podcast. What I'm at... I just finished Cinderella. So I got a lot more to go, but I'm not listening to it very often. So I'm trying to... When I'm done, I throw it in the back of the queue for the next one. So in about less than a week, I'll do it. But when they were doing the package films of the 40s, I listened to a bunch of those back-to-back. And the package films, if you don't know, were – after Bambi, you already have World War II starting up. So the company didn't have a lot of money. So what they did is they – they they couldn't work on full length features, and what they did is they had a lot of shorter features that they put together, and there's six of them. And I like to pair them off because there's two that are of of south of the border influenced, Saludos Amigos, and Three Caballeros. Oh yeah, which were kind of made to um, I I heard part of it of doing Saludos Amigos was in a sense almost propaganda of saying hey South American countries. See how awesome the United States is? Let's fight those Nazis together. (laughs) Or why don't you stay on our side? (laughs) Argentina, not so much. No. (laughs) After the fact. Just kidding. Uh, But, um, you know, so they did, you know, and that's where they introduced, you know, Jose Carioca and stuff. And then they said, let's do another one. And they did uh, three caballeros. caballeros And then then you
1: have... a tour around South America it was like, like yeah like, which cool.
0: then they moved to Mexico too right. so they moved up and then you have uh, um, uh, Pedro or no uh, Panchito Pistolas who doesn't have pistols anymore cause no. guns are bad and smoking's bad so Jose doesn't have a cigar anymore no. <laughs> which I heard Jose is like hella popular and in uh brazil oh really yeah like they used to take old mickey mouse comics and then they redid it with jose and that's funny something like that so i don't know if it's a portuguese thing or just in brazil but jose shortened his zay oh really so apparently like people on brazil will go like you know who i like zay Carioca instead of jose Carioca and stuff so so you got those two like
1: not Jesus. Okay, Zeus. I'm sorry you got involved. Why you keep calling right? me Jesus? I look Puerto Rican to you. Guy back there called you Jesus. He man. didn't say Jesus. He said Hey Zeus. My name is Zeus. Zeus.
0: Yeah, Zeus. As in father of Apollo, Mount Olympus. Don't. So, then the other two, then there's and these aren't in order, but two are pack, are multiple. Um, what's it called? Are multiple um, musical features that make my music in in Melody Time, and the other two are double features. Of Fun and Fancy Free, which is the story of Bongo the Bear and making the beanstalk, which is awesome. Yes, it is. And then this which also is a framing device kind of with Jimmy De Crick Jiminy Cricket and Edgar Berman, who was a ventriloquist with oh, Charlie nice. McCartney McCarthy and Mortimer Schnerd. <laughs> And, yes, yeah, so that was very timely at the time. And then the other one is the best of all the package films, and one of my favorites is uh, Ichabod, Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Oh, boy, I love this. So one thing, and this is one thing I was going to talk about that we can also talk about a little later when we get to Doctor Strange, but there's, if you've ever seen Fantasia, which is kind of like a package film if you think about it, because they're all different um, musical um, what would you call it? Like you know, sweets or you know, yeah. it's, it's just songs.
1: But, I don't know, but uh, I really liked it when they how they did that. How they had the classical music with the the art to try to draw kids into the liking classical because you do have to learn to like classical music. And yeah, kind of how when yeah. you're little, yeah, yeah. And I thought I thought that that was kind of a cool way to do it.
0: Yeah, overtures maybe no um,
1: eighteen
0: twelve yeah something like that. I don't know overture yeah. works or what's the symphonies yeah yeah. You know, but so what I did is, and this is a tip for any of you who have kids, I guess, and you want to introduce them to things, is don't watch all of Fantasia because it's over. It's like two hours long. <laughs> it has an intermission. I did not realize, and I set my kids through. <laughs> but it's just like, oh well, so you already did it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I would just say, just piecemeal it.
1: Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I didn't either. Idea. But
0: because we were doing dinosaur stuff, I said, hey, you want to see some dinosaurs? Let's watch. What part. is it, the thing, uh, the, the, the Four Seasons or something, which is dinosaurs. And, and I showed it to Robert, and he thought it was cool, and then we watched something else. But we didn't watch them all in a row. We watched a few here and there, or maybe one or two. But that dinosaur, when he liked, and then I even would start it at the dinosaurs. He's like, oh, I watched the whole thing. I was like, the 18 minutes of the galaxy turning into single cell organisms and moving on from there. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh. But he was like, I don't know if he knew some of this stuff anyway, because he's like, "There's volcanoes. That's all the earth was before there was water." <laughs> and I'm like, "How do you know? Where you? Is that because the narrator said that?" Or, <laughs> but the thing that's funny too is since it's 1940, so you're getting 30s dinosaur information where oh, they're yeah, like, "We funny. think the dinosaurs died, out, died because of drought and stuff." So they have the dinosaurs moving and da, na 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 na. Ugh. <laughs> And there's the dinosaurs dying in the heat and stuff. And it's like, oh, now they're gone. So no asteroids, no nothing. <laughs> Which everybody knows as asteroids. But I guess, you know, in the late 30s, they wouldn't have known. The nightmare begins. So we saw Doctor Strange.
1: Yes. what do you think? Now I've only seen the movie. I've only seen the film once. So, I like, did too. It's gonna be a, the, first that, of all. I don't see movies review.
0: more than a lot. Okay. anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You know, it's not like we're talking about the last Starfighter here.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love the last
0: Starfighter. <laughs> <laughs> dun du, dun da, dun da, dun da, dun da, dun da, dun 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 dun
1: Yeah, you're gonna hate me because I never seen the last Starfighter.
0: Oh. My- <laughs> I saw the Star- last Starfighter in a double feature with Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, not my favorite Muppets. I do yeah. like it, but it's not. It my is the Return of the Jedi of the Muppets ter- uh, Trinity
1: uh, trilogy. Trilogies. Yeah.
0: And as I say, Great Muppet Caper.
1: Yeah,
0: is the best. No, I like the. Original. So it is the Empire Strikes Back. I like the,
1: I like the Muppet movie.
0: <laughs> Actually, the Muppet movie is really good. But it sure is. I, I love, but there's such a sweet spot for me. In the yeah, Great yeah. Muppet.
1: Yeah. Anyway, all right. So this Doctor Strange movie, you saw? Did you? When did you go see it? Did you watch the, watch the opening weekend? Um, no, we saw it on Wednesday after it came out. Okay. Yeah, we saw it the weekend after Juvie's birthday. Yeah, that was the late showing that went out. Went out to um, first impressions. What do you think? It was okay. Yeah. Like
0: watching it, I I I was very aware that I didn't love it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, like when I saw Infinity War, I'm like, everything is so important. <laughs> I know. I love everything. Where's Hawkeye? But I still love everything. And and then you watch Endgame, and you're like, everything is still so important. Yep. Now they're going to throw stuff in there that would be stupid to put in a movie, but it still works. I don't know, but I love it. Yeah. But even when it's like, hey, watch Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I'm like, yeah, it's not the greatest movie, but it was fun. This one, I was like, that's yeah, all right.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't impressed either uh, just initially going through it. It, it. it didn't feel very Marvel and it didn't feel very high stakes. Like, the stakes were even high. Even though the stakes were the highest, it just didn't feel like it. We can F up all the multiverses. <laughs> right. It just, it, but you didn't have any, like, uh, I guess, emotional attachments to, to them screwing anything up. Um, I don't know why. I just didn't. Like, the, the girl that they had, I can't even remember. America. America right. Chavez,
0: who is I, Miss America. In the comics. Well, there you go. Because they have, like, the Young Avengers, which is like the Teen Titans version. Because one thing Marvel... Here I am going. Welcome to Neil's Comic Corner. (laughs) One thing that the thing is DC always had was they always had sidekicks. So you had... Yeah. Robin in the 40s, but in the 60s they said, we gotta give everybody one. Flash, you get Kid Flash. Aquaman, you get Aqualad. Wonder Woman, well, the stories of a young woman, Wonder Woman was Wonder Girl. But then Bob Haney didn't realize that was Diana, so he put her in the Teen Titans and didn't realize that that's not how it works. So we had to figure out a story. So then you have Wonder Girl, and it's like okay. And then uh, Green Arrow, US Speedy. Actually, he's from the 40s too. So that kind of worked because Green Arrow was a total ripoff of, of Batman, where it's like, hey, you know, Batman's kind of like Zorro. What if we did that with Robin Hood? Awesome. <laughs> But, and then that's what they did, and then later they had all those, and then those guys kind of grew up and became a team, but it was all like, here are the younger versions of the other heroes, and that stuff started in the 60s and continued through the 70s, and then it got a revamp in the 80s, and then in the late 90s, they're like, okay, now all those Teen Titans are teenagers, and we're going to put new younger kids, the Tim Drake Robin, the Cassie Sandmark Wonder Girl, the... Uh, what's it called? Im- Bart Allen's Impulse instead of Kid Flash. You know, all these guys are the younger versions of those guys. The Arrowette <laughs> you know, instead of Speedy. And then they even added another Speedy later. It was all these other, you know, a third generation. And then if you count the Justice Society, the generation before, it's the fourth generation. So there was literally like four generations of heroes. You got your Elder Statesman, your perpetual 30s characters. You're now tw- Former teens that are now 20s and now you're new teens, you know. And that's how DC was. And Marvel didn't do that. And then they're like, hey, we need Teen Titans too, so we're going to do uh, Hulkling. Yeah, people will <laughs> love this fake Hulk and stuff. And I guess Miss America was one of them, who was America Chavez.
1: Nice. I didn't – like – They the didn't only, do much with her. They didn't. They didn't. It was just it was The only backstory that you got was that weird flashback and – you know, it, it just wasn't enough to attach the audience. I think, and so I didn't get attached. I didn't understand why. Why uh, Doctor Fate Dr. was or Doctor Fate. Fate? Sorry, I'm, dis- I'm DCing. DC-ing. <laughs> Doctor Strange <laughs> was so attached, and uh, um, yeah, it was just. I think that's one thing that they've broken in, in film, for DC or for DC for Marvel is that. Uh, you don't have to do background character development for Doctor Strange or for um, Wanda, uh, Wanda, because because it's already there. Yeah, we've, we've built already series seen and films around all this stuff. But when you introduce a new character in there and you already started the plot, like within 10 minutes of the film, you find out that spoilers, you find out that Wanda's the bad guy, right? Yeah, that came fast because it's came like way fast. It's
0: like, hey, Wanda, you want to help out? I'll put you on the lunchbox and you'll be an Avenger again because
1: you kind of had a problem in the Disney plus TV show Wonder Vision. it that that happens so fast because they are like, you already understand the background story as to why this is occurring, right? But they didn't do anything like that for America. All you got was her running at the beginning with this other Doctor Strange from another universe. Tale Doctor Strange. Yeah, exactly. And then you had that little weird background uh, flashback with her moms, which was also just weird to do. But then um, that was it for her character. There was nothing else to be like, this is an awesome character. There was no like great lines of dialogue. There was no, no like, this is what I feel about the scenario. No, there was nothing about. There was nothing like that for her character. It was just her character was very two dimensional. She was the MacGuffin. Yeah, explain that to people. A MacGuffin is, I think,
0: I don't know who came up with this, but I know Alfred Hitchcock. If he didn't come up with it, what made it popular? It's the plot needs to drive around something, right? So that's the MacGuffin. And, like, a lot of James Bond movies will have it. It's like, we need to find the lector, which is a a decoding device that the Soviets will use. Oh, okay, well, let's go find it. And the whole thing revolves around something that's really not that important. Right. So, you know, maybe the treasure is a MacGuffin or whatever. It's always the thing that drives the plot. So, in a sense, she drives the plot. Because she can go through multiverses somehow, that makes her important.
1: Right. Which I found was interesting. I thought I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, I would like like you were saying earlier before the show. Like I would have wished. I wish they would have gone to more multiverses. You know, yeah, <laughs> more universes. That'd been cool.
0: Because it's in a sense, it's like, hey, we went to the. Well, first, it's like, hey. I guess we're gonna do monsters and stuff yeah. because Sam Raimi's directing it. So now there's like monsters, and then there's another monster. There's a monster with ponytail, Doctor Strange, and the right. weird world between worlds. And then the then later when she gets into our world, there's a big eye, uh, eyeball monster. Right, and then there's demons from the from the dead. In the end of the movie And zombie Doctor Strange And all this stuff That's like Oh they want yeah. to go And there's the part Where Wanda comes out Of the mirror Where it's like Hey that's the ring And Yeah that was
1: kind of cool I like that it's part It was kind
0: of cool yeah. It was like Like the J-horror Whatever they call it Or whatever and it's like Wow that's all
1: We suck people down Into the puddles that was, that was creepy Yeah It's all a bunch of Creepy stuff And my like Kids the, should not watch This movie No
0: There was a little kid In my Yeah
1: show. I was like, I'm like, this girl's like nine. It's yeah. like,
0: I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's like when I saw that little kid watching The Dark Knight. I'm like, this movie is like really third PG-13. Right. Like, it's,
1: I don't know if I would have done that. It's time to have something between PG-13 and R. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know, huh? Because that's why they embedded PG-13 was exactly. to be between PG, PG and R. R. No, it's like, I need PG-16. Exactly. <laughs> but... Yeah, it was a lot of that, and you know, which I wasn't as into. And then I did expect more Bill and Ted esque go to different times and stuff. Because there's a scene where they have a multitude of different Marvel characters in it, and I didn't. I thought that they were going to be in different cult. universe. The Illuminati, and if anybody knows the Illuminati in Marvel, there's a group of the world's smartest people or something that kind of try to make the decisions for. All the Marvel universe, so the
1: like Illuminati.
0: Yeah, which is kind of based on the loose end of the real Illuminati that we do have here that control everything, like big business and politics and everything. <laughs> I thought they were gonna go, hey, we're gonna go to a uh, X-Men universe, and we're gonna have a Fantastic Four universe, and hey, we're gonna go to the, uh, zombie the, the zombie universe, the Marvel Zombies, which is its own universe, you know? Or we're gonna go to the Ultimates universe, where everything's just like us, but younger, or they're gonna do this, or they're gonna go to like 10 other, uni- or whatever, right. and then they're gonna have that montage scene where they go and pick up Beethoven and Socrates and That's Genghis Khan so and. <laughs> it's so crazy. And uh, Joan of Arc, all at, Well, Socrates was earlier, but whatever. Yeah. But the point is, there's the point where they have different adventures,
1: and then they go and in five minutes go to ten places. Right. So Bill and Ted had more universe travel. Yeah. Uh, uh, I thought Into the Spider-Verse had more multi universe esque Yeah, so now
0: they... after uh, Into the Spider-Verse, nothing's good enough for yeah. Them. And, and then... I wish they did something like that with Batman or something. And it will always seem like it's a rip-off of
1: End of the Spider-Verse. Even Loki did a better job of going it, And that was like timelines, right? Exactly. But so that was, I think, one of the big disappointments of the film was... There weren't that many universes that they went into. There was a couple. There was one scene where they go through seven, right? But that didn't count because they didn't spend any time in there. All it was just, just like, just like bl- bl- really bl- bl- cool bl- bl- graphic graphic effect. That that felt like Phineas and Ferb to me. Do you ever watch yeah. um, into the set uh, into the second dimension? No, I didn't see that one. a Phineas and Ferb movie, right? It's the first. Oh. It's the first Phineas and Ferb movie, and in that they have this great song that goes through about as they're trying to. Get back to their universe because it's really just about their dimension and this second dimension, because that's the name of the film, right? And so they go into that second dimension and they, they realize that the Doofenshmirtz is taken over there, blah, blah, blah. But they, they want to get back home, but they don't have enough power to go backwards in universes. So the only way to get home is to go clockwise in universes back to there. So they have to go to
0: the third dimension?
1: They have to go to a bunch of other dimensions. They do this whole little, little um, <laughs> musical montage getting them through the dimensions to get back to the home. All right, follow me. We're going around clockwise. <laughs>
0: That's the uh, changes
1: the TV channels. Yes, go back. I can't go back. I go go back around the (laughs) (laughs) horn. That That worked for Phineas and Ferb. And this felt like when they were flying through the universes. I'm like, this is Phineas and Ferb right now, but not as good. (laughs) I know. It's like I, and it's funny too, because like Into the Spider
0: Verse was so good, because it's like here's the Spider Man, and I'm like, this would be so much better. And even Spider-Man, Not no offense to that movie, which is awesome. It's like, I, I remember reading a Man of Steel issue from when they did Zero Hour, and it had, it's a Superman story, which has all the different Batman show up. Nice. From different stories yeah, right. uh-huh. So it's like you got old school golden age Batman and you have the Frank Miller Batman from oh, Dark Knight wow. Returns And then you have like Silver Age Batman And you got this Batman and that Batman and this Batman And it's like holy crap there's all these Batmans And the cover's awesome Because it's all these different Batman And it's like you could easily do that Because you could do like the filmation Batman oh, yeah. and, the, and the TV and the cartoon And the, the, the movie Like five movie Batmans and stuff even emo Batman. But.
1: Yeah, and you could do that with Spider Man, too. because da Da-da. But they didn't do it well with Doctor Strange.
0: No. Yeah. I thought they were going to do more using verses. And then the thing, too, with Christine, because it's like, oh.
1: That's her name, right? Who's Rachel Christine? M- Who's Richard Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rachel McKenna's Christine.
0: And it's like, oh, you're getting married. I mm-hmm. love you. You are
1: everything. Ah. Oh. Yeah,
0: and it's like that didn't seem. She you know, just seemed like the girl who's kind of sort of in it. And it's like, hey, right. I'm Doctor Strange. Especially since
1: the amount of time they had, like the only tie that they had to that was the watch, uh, and the amount of time and the amount of, um, I guess. The uh, the weight of that time that had passed since the first Doctor Strange. Thankfully, Jeep and I watched the first oh, Doctor good, Strange. Oh, good, because I was like, oh, what's that watch? I don't even remember that. Yeah, yeah. you have to... If you want to watch Doctor Strange into the, into the multiverse of madness, you have to watch the first Doctor Strange.
0: And you have to watch Vision. You
1: have to, obviously. And then
0: the problem with Vision is that it erases everything because one is supposed to be fixed... Yeah, at the end of One Vision, fixed. and then she goes back. Oh, you know what though? I think she's possessed by the book.
1: Yeah, that's what they were trying to lead to lead into. But I was I was looking for it. And then what I expected was, and maybe this was part of my 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 downfall, was that I expected that she would become the villain in the movie, not just be the villain from the very beginning of the movie. Um, but uh, yeah, they, I guess, they tried to like lead. It's like into, how
0: Annika became evil
1: way too fast. Yeah, that's that's what it felt like. Yeah, very much like all of a sudden we're killing children now. Yeah (laughs) Too soon (laughs) But that was That was the The film for me
0: Um And but the fact is It's like Hey I want my My robot husband Who died So bad That I'm gonna Take over this small New Jersey town And turn it into the 50s And then later Move it to other sitcoms And trap all these people And be so terrible and now I realize, you know, I shouldn't have done that. But now I got this dark book that I stole from, you know, Agatha Darkness or whatever Harkness, yeah. and now it's gonna take over. Just so I can kind of do the same thing again, exactly. Where it's like it's a repeat of stuff, and I don't know if this is some weird COVID thing where it's like, like, hey, these movies were supposed to take place different times, or well,
1: that's one thing that I did heard that they that they started that the writing for. Um, a multiverse of Madness happened before WandaVision was completed.
0: Yeah, or but I thought it was supposed to take place. Like I thought the movie was supposed to come out the day after. Like right. like the movie would come out, the WandaVision would air on a Friday, and then Multiverse would come out the next Friday. And but then, even if they did that, and then then Spider Man, oh yeah, with the Multiverse with that, would yeah. come out after that. So he'd be like, I know about multiverses because I had this adventure. Right. And then they had to rewrite stuff, so those could have been reshoots with him and Wong. And, and Yeah, that's true. But
1: I don't know, but it just felt like, hey, we're going to redo the same stuff again. Yeah, it was very much, and that was like, the I complained about this before, was whenever you redo the, the character development exactly the same, because they did that for Doctor Strange in this movie because like, we watched the original Doctor Strange, where it was about, all about Doctor Strange realizing that he can't be the guy who's in control of all the things, and he's got to take a leap of faith. And then this movie was exactly the same thing. Like, you can't be in control of all the things; you, you got to take a leap of faith. You can't be the guy with the knife all no, the, the sc- time. Yeah, <laughs> you <laughs>
0: can't be the guy with the sample. That's why it never works. Or you always had to be in control.
1: Right. Yeah, that was very much uh, that was very much a theme in this movie that I didn't care for uh, because I'm like. You've already done the, the the character development in this particular way for this particular character and for this villain, and so it's just it's just not working for me.
0: And they almost made Wanda like irredeemable. They sure did. And then she and now, if you're gonna, s- yeah, but is she dead? Because the the big blast could have been her going away. But the fact is, let's say that the, the the dark tome book or whatever is gone, and now she's not corrupted by it. Now she's cool, Wanda again. Is that easy to just be like, hey, you kind of killed all my?
1: Yeah, let's put you back on the lunchbox.
0: Yeah, you already <laughs> killed half my um, uh, wizard warriors and stuff in the F- panda babbit fake land, you know. And then just did all this other terrible stuff and tried to ruin a multiverse and killed all the guys in three eight three eight and and. Uh, now you're cool now because that but it only makes sense that she's totally Oh, we're going to get
1: in trouble. And now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> All right, we still don't have, like, official sponsors, but at the same time, uh, we're trying to make a little bit of money on the podcast, so we're doing Amazon affiliate links. So if you check out the description, you'll see some of the equipment that we use uh, if you're interested in starting your own podcast. But also, I tagged in things that you might want to buy, like an Amazon gift card. So anytime you buy an Amazon gift card, click on our link, and it helps our podcast out a little bit. Thank you guys for listening. You guys are awesome. God bless, and we'll talk to you later. All right, so what what about the what things that you liked? And then we'll, <sighs> we'll, we'll end with this piece. Oh, we're not going to get into are you happy? We're going to get to that. Yeah, cuz that's the thing that I liked. Okay. Well,
0: um I don't know. There's it was it was it was okay. I don't know if there's something that screamed that I liked it. I like Wong. He's cool.
1: Yeah. I actually thought it was going to die. They they really hit hard on the trailers like we're going to kill Wong. Yeah, but I didn't see any of the trailers. Oh, I saw I, I saw two trailers. Try to avoid trailers now. Yeah, I know because they try to spoil it, but they try to trick you on something. Yeah, like, they're like oh, they really, really oh, hard. are gonna
0: have one die, and exactly. then you don't see him die, or it's like like when Star Wars came out, uh, Force Awakens came out, and they're like Captain Phasma is gonna be so badass, and then you yeah, watch it wasn't. and you're like, she was oh, okay, I guess she was in it. Yeah, uh, she sure, was. And then exactly. like, cause like like after I saw Force Awakens, and my cousin Jason's like. What the hell, Captain Phasma's supposed to be badass? I was like, I didn't know there was a Captain Phasma. I know. Very, yeah, yeah. Because I'm like trying not to be like, oh, i got to know everything about movies before I see it. Because now it's like, it's not, make, it's not fun. Like, what's it called? When X-Men Apocalypse came out, and then they showed the part where Wolverine shows up in the trailer. And I'm like, uh, why this do that? Is, yeah. If I watched the movie, I would have been like, oh my god, they put him in it. But now it's like, oh, I know he's going to be in it. Big deal. Whatever. But, I don't know, another thing that I was thinking of is being in control. Yes. Being in control of life. So sometimes there's times that we get too in control of stuff, and we want to, and we can't let go and let God, you know? Like, there's the old story about the guy on the roof. Oh uh, yeah, and there's the, the fly yeah, and right. then he's like, "Lord, please save me." And then the guy in the rowboat's like, "Hey, dude, jump in." He's like, "No, no, no, no." The Lord's gonna save me. All right, okay. <laughs> and the helicopter comes by. Hey, come on, dude, get in. He's like, "No, nah, nah The Lord's gonna save me. And then he's like, "Lord, why didn't you say Why, why haven't you saved me?" He's like, "I sent a rowboat and a helicopter. What else do you want?" I know, right? And that's one of those things. And Ooh. and my father used me, to. Daddy. I love you too, Robert. And my father used to joke booyah, about, like, my, my mom is being one of those people who can just let go and let the Lord, you know, take over life in the spirit and all that kind of stuff. Right. Like when you, there's the guy hanging over the, I'm doing all the cliche stories, hanging off the cliff, and then he's like, somebody help me. Hey, it's the Lord. Oh, thank you, God. Help me. Can he help me? Yeah. But you need to let go. Is there anybody else up there? <laughs> because, and dad would say, your mother, if the Lord said, you need to let go, when he says, you need to let go, she would have, <laughs> that doesn't work in audio, no, she would have let go before the end of the go, because she would trust God so much, where I'd be like, no, 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 I need to be thinking about whatever, I need to be so in control. Oh, yeah, that's me too. I know, yeah. Yeah. And that's... I can't, freak. I can't do any of that stuff Where I let God just take over But I kind of try to just be like You know What happens happens I'm, I'm much better at that now than I have ever before yeah. But And that might be a Doctor Strange thing Where it's like you always have to hold the scalpel You know if it's You have to hold the scalpel And be in control the whole time Maybe sometimes you gotta let go and let God take over
1: Jesus I'm learning to let go and let God
0: Show me how to be me I'm learning to let go and let God It sounds so cliche You know, but sometimes it's just like You know, I don't know I just remember when I was Early 20s and I'm like Well, I have a plan I'm going to get married to Claire And we're going to be 25 by the time we get married And this is how this is going to go And then we broke up And then everything fell apart And I never got my promotion at Trader Joe's And all this other stuff It's like, wow And the way I planned it And then You know Then I moved to California And everything got And I was like This is terrible I hate life And then Because of that Everything kind of worked out later You know So in a sense You know Every time You know The life lemons And lemonade Kind of thing It's like Sometimes Things are terrible But if you just kind of Work with it Right It's better
1: that's one thing that I liked about the the movie, too, was this idea of the, the theme of control that they had and the, how they framed it around the idea of happiness, because that's the point, right?
0: David, are you happy?
1: Yeah, that, exactly, right? <laughs> like, every, everybody was asked that question, are you happy, are you happy? And it was all about, like, well, i got to make my own happiness. And that was the interesting thing that I thought of the, of the film, because I was very, like the idea of like you need to create your own happiness was this idea that that Aristotle very much battled against because his idea of happiness was like um, that's that's the point of, of, of human existence right the reason why we pursue money you know you if you chase down these questions you know uh, why do you want to get a good why do you want to get good grades so I can get a good college why do you want to get a good college so I can have a good job why do you want to get a good job so I can make good money why do you want to get good money because so I can afford these things why do you want to afford these things so then I'll be happy you know the, the ultimately like the why we're pursuing anything in life is because ultimately the things that we're pursuing, we think will ultimately find happiness for us, but then Aristotle said, "Well, then if that's if all if everything that we're doing is pursuing happiness, why aren't we happy?" And he, he determined, like, well, then like we it's can't-
0: that an unachievable goal.
1: Not that it's not an achievable goal. He, he said that we can be wrong about what makes us happy. Oh, yeah. And that's what I liked about, about um, the Multiverse of Madness because Wanda was wrong about what would make her happy. And they did that at the very end where uh, – spoilers – where um, she had a chance to like kill that other mom and take over these two kids or whatever. Like she could have won right in that moment. And she realized that you know this is, these aren't these aren't my kids. This isn't a real thing. I'm taking this from somebody else. And the kids aren't kind of like me exactly. And ultimately, this is not what's going to make me happy. Um, and I like that because for Aristotle, uh, we actually have to. Um, we can be wrong about what makes us happy, which means we have to rather than creating our own happiness. For him, it was very much tied to we, we. had to kind of learn what makes us happy. You know what happiness is for us, and for him, he tied it to the virtues and all that stuff. But um, Aquinas takes it later, and and he says, okay, you, you can have what what he would consider like imperfect happiness in this life, and in, in these moments, and these um, these things that you savor in these good times. You know, the the drink with friends, or this great meal, or the the. Um, the Easter Saturdays and all these all these things that um that we can we can have an imperfect happiness with, but that's never going to bring about perfect happiness. The only thing that brings about perfect happiness ultimately is God and being in union with Him. Because we are um, immortal by nature, thus anything finite is never going to is never going to ultimately satisfy. Only the infinite can satisfy, and there's only one that's infinite. Um, and so that that this idea of and that was what kind of like I liked about the film is they really pushed this idea that happiness is not something um, that you create it's not something A that you create for yourself or um, B that uh, is determined by your surroundings right but they didn't take it far enough to say like happiness is something um, that's something that's external and infinite that you have to kind of be guided to or or to kind of dis, uh, in a process of self discovery, they that, they ended it by saying, "Oh, happiness is just gratitude," and that was <laughs> that's where it's it was it was this idea of uh, that was Wong right? He was like being happy. Happiness is just being grateful for where you're at, you know, yeah. kind of kind of thing, which um, I, I think breeds a, a whole nother set of problems of like just. You know, there's one thing about being content, but yeah, contentment can also breed sloth and uh, well, that's to
0: the <laughs> yeah to the ninth degree or whatever.
1: Right, exactly. <clears throat> and, and so it's it's not just it's not merely contentment, and it's not merely like self mas- self mastery, which is what uh, um, uh, uh, Aristotle will ultimately says, like the the happiness ultimately is in the virtues and self mastery. Um, but it's it is <laughs> self mastery. Yeah, it is something that is a sign that there's something beyond us. And I think that that's what was cool. Uh, and if they, had, if they had like, leaned to that of, like, you know, you can't be – you can have moments of happiness – but you can't have perfect happiness in this life, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and so savor the moments that you have. At least that kind of point would would points to like an ultimate happiness, a perfect happiness. But um, the the contentment piece, I was like, well, this is where you lost me. <laughs> you know, but I thought that that was cool that they well, played maybe, with this idea.
0: Yeah, but maybe he's more like, hey, you know, <laughs> other stuff sucks, but you know, I'm kind of happy with what we got. Yeah, you know, but sometimes that's the thing because I mean, I don't want to be like. Because I've heard of the other things where it's like, hey, this millionaire or this this famous rock star right?" is like, this is it. Right. All I've done
1: is, you know. That's why there's such dissatisfaction for the people who are on top because they they thought that these things would make them happy and it just doesn't.
0: Yeah, because it's like, hey, famous rock star. Now you're a famous rock star. And when you were the struggling garage band and this is what you wanted and then you're here and now it's like, this is all it is. And then that's why they're depressed or right. whatnot and with millions of dollars and groupies and blah, blah, blahs and all that stuff. And it's like I thought everything would be great, yeah. but it's not.
1: Yeah, it turns so, out it's not about pleasure. It's not about uh, hedonism.
0: Hedonism is not that bad, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but but back to the thing is even if it's not even the heathenism, if it's just the money or fame or whatever or just being the better musician that people think you're a better musician than – or the achievements that you're hoping to get, and then it's not enough. So you're like, happiness isn't there because it's not what you thought it was going to be. But then there's also the point of contempt because it's like, like in my life right now, it's like before it was very much like, you know, the old term is like, where do you see yourself in five years? You know, and that was the way you did like job interviews and right. stuff. But like honestly, like I don't even think that way. It's like everything's perfect now. And I don't want to say it like that because it's not perfect. I could work on a lot of stuff individually and spiritually, of course. But, I mean, like, with Lisa and the kids, I love them. I love having this family dynamic. And my job is good. I wish I made more money, but I will always wish I made more money. Because you know <laughs> what? Bill Gates wish he has more money. And Bezos misses he has more money, I guess. Because I will always wish I had more money. But we have enough money to be comfortable so i don't need money like i needed money at 23 you know (laughs) but it's like i like my job i like the freedom of my job i like the way my kids are so in a sense i don't have this feeling of i need to change or to achieve more I feel like I've achieved what I need to achieve almost. And not to say, like, now I'm done. I've hit the pinnacle. But now I'm kind of like I need to enjoy what I got. And I'm kind of also at this point where a lot of people fall into of, oh, I need to keep looking to the future to be better. And then you don't enjoy the now. Yeah. And I'm trying to enjoy the now because, like I said, like I'm enjoying my job <laughs> the way it is now. Hopefully, I can keep the freedom and the control I have of my office and stuff like that. But also, I can enjoy the fact that now Robert's going into kindergarten and I can enjoy Henry improving and he's speaking better and stuff. And I can watch them grow. And I'm not thinking about getting a new promotion.
1: Well, and I think that's the, but that's, that's kind of points to, um, In the midst of all that – I mean that's still what Aquinas would talked about as imperfect happiness because uh, you still have in those moments of like this – these are things that he would consider like you're resting in. What's the word he used? The um – uh the it, Latin word for joy i can 't um gaudete or or whatever happens to me yeah, right, right.
0: something, yeah um <laughs> gaudium
1: or whatever the, whatever the actual uh the word is there, but that 's the word that he chooses to use for th- those kinds of things you know it 's this um, it 's this joy that like i'm wa- I want to sit in this moment mm-hmm. I want to savor this is is kind of the idea uh behind behind that. But even in that, he recognizes what you would maybe call a, a holy discontent. Like, um, it doesn't meet everything. You know, it's 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 wonderful and it's good, and which is why I want to rest in this. But I also know that this time is going to pass, and I also know that it's not perfect in and of itself. Um, and it's not ultimately self fulfilling because no matter how much you love your wife, she's not going to fulfill you. That's not her role. You know how much you love your kids; they're not going to fulfill you. That's not their role. You know, it's not like if when we think our wife is going to fulfill us or our children is going to fulfill us, that's whenever we turn them into God in our lives, and that's, <laughs> that's the problem.
0: We're supposed to
1: fulfill our wives. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Well, according to uh, uh you know, St. John Paul II, he did say in in, in uh, uh love and responsibility that there's a, uh, a a a gap between the um uh the the male uh, sexual climax and the female sexual climax and it's up to male to to bridge that gap. Yep. So, to to work hard, guys. <laughs> Because
0: if you're done, t- if you're a one pump jump, you better <laughs> put some extra uh, leg work into the- your lady friend.
1: Exactly. Or else the Pope's could be mad. Uh, well, he's dead now, so he's a saint. He can still be mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, that's the thing. Is that uh, the idea is that uh, uh, yeah, you got to make up the difference. Um, but anyway, that's that. There, there is that holy discontent of like this is great and it's beautiful and I'm thankful, but I'm not. Totally fulfilled because I know that this moment, it, it the I know this moment is fleeting, and I know that there is more, or there could, this could be better in such a way. That's that holy discontent. Yeah, but right. So you, it's nothing wrong with savoring. I don't
0: wanna, I, I'm not trying to die here no. and go to heaven. So, but no, I know what you mean. Right. It, and the thing is, so I'm trying to sit there and look at my life as I'm pretty good now. Yeah. And I'm glad I'm not thinking of what's better. Like, you ever see the movie Click? Oh, yeah,
1: with uh, Adam Sandler? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess
0: that remote control because he wants uh-huh. to get to his promotion. Right, right. And does all the other stuff that fast-forwards through things. And then he finds out that, like, he's like, Oh, I missed all the Dragon Tales light, uh Uh, era of your kids because now you've grown up too much and then he's like I need that promotion and then he doesn't get the promotion for like five six years and now his kids are teenagers and he's like what the hell I just missed everything because I've been thinking of this and now he's shooting even farther in the future and his kids are adults and getting married and he's like missed all that stuff and his dad's dead and he's like now what do I got because I've been thinking too much of the future right?
1: what not and that one was all about living in the moment. and And again, they're grasping at this idea of savoring because we don't as a culture. we always look for the next thing. yeah, and savoring is good. Um, but in that savoring, it should also at some point direct us say like, this is just a foretaste. This is the foretaste of what beatitude actually is, what ultimate um, satisfaction in God actually is. Um, and that's why we enjoy it so much, and that's why we savor those moments. Um, but I feel like we don't. Yeah, we. a lot of people don't. A lot of people look for the next thing. I know I don't. I'm I'm, I'm terrible at savoring. I'm like, I'm always uh, on the clock and ready to go to the next thing, and so savoring is something that I definitely need to work, in, work on.
0: And I feel like I'm savoring so much more and I thought I would. Yeah. And then there's other points where I'm just like, you know, we just sat around with the kids doing whatever, and I didn't even sort through those old clothes that I wanted to get through. Yeah. Like, I feel like I have zero time to do stuff, but then I'm like, I did nothing today. Right. But I spent the whole time with the boys. Yeah. So do I savor that time? Because if not, it's cats in the cradle and like, I know. you know, my I boys are like, hey, you know, I'm 22 and we're doing cool stuff, dad, but we're not hanging out with you loser yeah. or something. Or I don't know. And maybe am I looking at my father who was, he traveled, you know, four days out of the week or something or whatnot. I mean, I don't know. i not, not like he's Mr. I work so damn hard. He didn't care about my family or anything, but it's just like. I don't know. Yeah. You kind of look at things like things are a little different now. And you do things because even just like, I don't know, you know, when I became a parent and now the problem, too, is like my kids are so little and I'm so old <laughs> where it's like when I was a kid, because it's like least it's computers like,
1: didn't exist. Well, not
0: even, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they did. But they were the size of a room and they used real real. No, but even just other things where it's just like hey, I'm going to do this and this with you, kid, and what do you want to do? Right. Where it's like, shit, when I was a kid, it was like, shut up and go in the other room.
1: <laughs> and that's I, I, Yeah, exactly. I'm, that's so much me right now. I'm so, I have so, so many problems. I have this broken idea of like, in order for me to savor happiness, it has to be a particular way. Again, that control thing, right? Like I'm very much Wanda in this, in this story. Like I have to build my happiness and it has to look like this, and this is where I can savor, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the things that Aristotle's like is like, no, no, you need to pay attention because c- things do happen to you that are external and outside of your control. And you need to pay pay attention to those things and be able. That's what happiness happiness Latin happenstance the idea of like the things that are occurring, which I think is a bad definition of happiness, but whatever. So, um, but the things that are occurring do affect um, you as a person, and you can learn in those things what what it is that leads to your happiness and you can savor in those moments or you can choose to say no this is what's ultimately going to make me happy and could try to control those moments which is what wanda was doing in the film um and that's that that's why i like that they played with that because I'm, I'm very much that person i have to control things in order to make my own happiness which is very anti-christian but that's that's the the nietzschean world that we've that we've built a amongst ourselves in order to have happiness you have to have power in order to have power power ultimately means control scarface
0: what I try to tell you this country you gotta make the money first then when you get the money you get the power then when you get the power then you get the woman you know what I would do with power and money get women yeah Yeah. don't tell Lisa
1: don't tell her. I think she doesn't listen to this
0: alright yeah I know we can say whatever we want our wives don't listen to this stuff so it's okay And we have 32
1: people who listen. Who are awesome. You 32 people, you. One including? Terry Love. Mark that on your bingo cards. (laughs) I got to put on a new bingo card. Uh. Good
0: old Terry Love. Hey, you know, another shout out to uh, Mike Caster. Oh, yes.
1: Mike Caster. Yeah. He's a. He yeah. told me he listens to our show Nice Oh, my castor's a seminarian in our diocese uh, Good for you, man I've been praying for you uh, I, uh, You reached out an a email recently Oh, really? Yeah it, it, Or a DM on, um, on, the- on his uh, OSV media platform and, uh, um, and he asked for some prayers about just this school And, and, and things like that he's going through But uh yeah, so praying for him and uh, other shout outs like AJ Solace. He is uh, d- uh, being ordained a deacon. Deacon? Next week. Oh, what's it called, though? And Jacob Knee as well, a transitional deacon.
0: Transitional deacon. Yeah. The uh, one year deacon program.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yes. And on their way to the priesthood. So congratulations to you fellows a, a, out there. AJ. I know AJ for so long. Yeah, praying for you guys. You're a good, good couple of men. So, um, Jacob Knee is the. Um, Former um Episcopalian uh, uh coming into the, the church, married and uh becoming a traditional deacon to enter into the um the priesthood uh, ultimately. So
0: what's funny about Jacob is um his po- in the poster of uh of uh seminarians that they have at church is uh, uh <laughs> Henry will see that it Jacob has a slight resemblance to my father in law. That's funny. He doesn't look too much, but enough that he's, you know, a little bit older and has glasses and the haircut similar. So, like, Henry's like, that's Papa. Like, (laughs) (laughs) but for some reason, Jacob loves AJ.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's so funny.
0: I don't know if it's just the big burly face with the beard and, like, well, I. AJ you know I love you Like you're a cuddle monster Like it's like awesome But he's just like I like He kept pointing at his picture That's so funny So I'm like yeah I know you like AJ You'll meet him someday But I've known AJ for years So it's cool So I've always liked AJ But yeah But it was funny too Because Caster Which was funny with him Because he was known as Handsome Mike At the uh, At the uh, Newman Center Nice Because there were More than one Mike's And he was Handsome Mike That's funny
1: Gerald something? used to play football with him. Oh, really? Yeah, it, uh, I don't know if that was Valley or Green Valley or one of these high schools. I don't know. At some point, <laughs> Gerald went to Green Valley. Yeah, for for choir at one time. I was going to say Gerald's from the West Side, right? But he went to one of these schools uh, um, for choir program. I don't remember which one because I'm I'm a bad friend.
0: <laughs> You're a bad brother-in-law.
1: That's true too. And bad friend. Um, that's that's also true. And uh, uh, he he played football, I think, with Michael Caster.
0: Cool. Oh my! Well yeah So there was a Facebook post And I was like Whoa That's what they used to call you Phantom Mike <laughs> And he's like Oh that reminds me Back in the Newman days Yeah Cool but, All right. you know And and speaking of Newman Mike Shout out to Mike Kershaw Who had a baby a while ago He's also on our softball team But he hasn't been Because he's a baby But don't worry Mike Kershaw We'll see you soon Yeah and speaking of other mics who play softball with me, my boy Mike Lang.
1: Mike Lang, what up, Mike?
0: Yeah. Who was in David's wedding? He sure was party. Mike's our pitcher. He's a he's a man. I love yeah, it. He's awesome. Yeah, him and me and Vincent and my cousin Jason. We all hang out after. Vincent texted me if
1: I could fill in in one of the one of the sports ball things
0: real quick. Mike Lang said, "Oh, don't worry, I'm gonna get David to play sometime." And I said,
1: "Yeah, no, you're not. David is not sports." <laughs> I can play, but, but do you I don't know, know how to. to play? I do know how to play. I do use, you
0: really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I okay, because honestly, like, okay, like I've seen guys who come out and they don't know, like my boy Juan Pablo, who I love. He came out, and he was okay. Yeah. But I'm like, I love you, Juan Pablo, but it's not. We're not. We're not bringing a ringer when we put him in. Damn! Now he's gonna listen to this and say, <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
1: "Screw you, Neil." I'm not good by any means, but I can play. Okay. I, I can hit the ball. I can catch the ball. I can throw the ball. That's really.
0: Okay, because, like, literally, I don't even I know if you know the, the difference is. between a football and a baseball. Oh, yeah. Because you don't sports much. No, I don't.
1: I don't sports much at all.
0: So, like, when yeah. Lang's like, oh, I'm going to get David to come.
1: Yeah. 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 I, yeah.
0: So I, I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> and then Vince is like, yeah, Mike says something about David playing. I'm like, no, he's not. <laughs> like, what are you. What are you. St-
1: <laughs> Yeah. If you guys
0: want to talk to us, um, hit us up on the Instas. Hit us up on Facebook. DM David or find a way to contact me. Send us, send booze, us better Scotch. Send us because... better Scotch or send us cheap Scotch. I'll take it. I'll take it. But um, Jethro T. Boo. No, Jethro T. Boo is trash. But. It's better than you thought too.
1: And when I <laughs> bought that thing for like seven dollars, you're like, "That's not that bad." That's not bad. Yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, it was better than this uh, this thing that we're drinking today. But that's, yeah, only that's because it's that too sweet. Yeah, it's I'm too sweet. Yeah, it's too sweet. Just but too sweet.
0: you know, hit us up, do the thing, talk to us, Terry Love, reach out. You know, whatever. But you know, we love putting this out. We're sorry it's been so long. Been you know, we we gave yeah. up podcasting for Lent. There you go. Subscribe, yeah. uh, subscribe, like, hit that. uh... Hit that bell on don't think on bell. YouTube.
1: We don't have a YouTube. Although Good
0: because we're not that pretty. No, nah, actually,
1: we're pretty. Very, you got
0: you got I'm those you got those dimples that that, <laughs> that all the old Filipino ladies love. Yeah,
1: old women and young and young women both like me. None of the, none of the women of my age, which is none, of the, none of the ones in <laughs> the right age group.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that too, because yeah. <laughs> I'm at that age where my where Lisa's like, yeah, sure, go for that 19 year old. See where you're gonna get. <laughs> Where I was like, oh, damn, that's what the old guys at work say their wives say to them. <laughs> yep. There you go. Well, at least it used to be like, you better not look at that girl. And she's like, go ahead, look, what is she going to do with you? <laughs> You're old, fat, stupid. And I'm like, thanks, Lise. Uh, but back to real life. Yeah. All right, hit us up. Um, we love broadcasting. And uh, i sorry we didn't get too theological. We did at the end. Maybe a little bit. More philosophy than, but you know, you know keep listening because someday we're gonna have the bishop on. You know, you be never great. know. Yeah, we're an auxiliary bishop. Oh, on.
1: speaking of which, um, did you hear the diocesan conference uh, this coming September 9th and tenth? Uh, the keynote on Friday night is going to be Scott Hahn. Oh, really? Yeah, so I'm gonna to try to get us a table there again, see if we can't uh, uh, snag an interview. Just to let you know, that was awesome. That was awesome. I will podcast at the diocesan conference any okay. day. Absolutely. And I will also podcast at other people's diocesan conference. And so if you'd like to bring us to your diocesan conference, please send $5,000. <laughs> or 20 bucks. <laughs> or, or just promise good alcohol.
0: Yeah, so I'll get you My son needs a drink, so you are so that's getting it. whiskey, and that's it. All
1: right. All right well, Tell me to call Child Protective Services. And,
0: hey, hey. Dad. What? I
1: mean, I want chocolate chocolate. milk.
0: Oh,
1: chocolate milk. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. All right, bye,
0: everybody. You're old, fat, stupid.